was talking to my therapist. No. Hello. <laughs> What's oh. up, everybody? We are live. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Good afternoon. Good evening over here. Good morning, Good morning. over in Australia. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Lucas says. Um, uh, yeah, we got, uh, we got some lots to talk about. <laughs> Lucas has pupated yes. into a new being. I'm of, a beautiful uh, butterfly. <laughs> Yes. Just yes, when you see. thought he was going to go from Centralian exotics to Aspidites exotics, he's about to change again. <laughs> well, I started feeling threatened. There were so many jokes about, you know, you're not a carpet guy. And I was like, wait, are they jokes? Are they not jokes anymore? So I got some, <laughs> I got some carpets uh, today, which, which was really fun because I wasn't trying to, and I wasn't expecting it, but a really, really great situation fell into my lap, you know, just, which doesn't always happen. Uh, yeah. a, a friend of mine that I used to work with at East Bay, um, really just kind of needs to downsize. And so, you know, I, I, I guess she, uh, wanted to check with me before putting them on morph market. And I was so glad she did. Cause I was like, hell yeah. And then I went over to her house like an hour later and now they're here. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Gorgeous snakes, man. Gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. So highlighter line jungle carpets. Uh, I, kn I know nothing like we were talking about <laughs> before the show. Um, Let's obviously, educate you. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, you know, when somebody's like, look, vibrant yellow and black, beautiful snakes, you want them? You know, it's like, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, That's why I have a mandarin rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally that exact explanation. You want it? Bright black, yellow. Yes. Yes, exactly. I I, I love the comments here. The jungle man. <laughs> um, even though I completely trust the person I got them from, of course they're in quarantine, so I don't want to bring them in here to show you guys. But Eric, if you want to put a picture or something, oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. do that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, shoot, you know, I, I'm excited to get going with the gelatins from you eventually. And so I have, was already committed to d digging into jungle world. So why not? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. These are, I am uh, a carpet guy. Dang it. <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> hey, that's his tattoo right there. That's me. That's my yeah. arm. Yeah. It's proof. So that's the male, and uh, the male's nicer, in my opinion. I mean, holy crap. Good yeah. old gravy, man. Holy yeah. shit, that's a nice snake. I am so killer. blown away by the male. Um, the female's nice, too. She's got great color, but she doesn't have the tipping that he does. Um, so this is what I always say. Like, why can't... Why, like, okay, <laughs> you look at the color of this snake, right? Uh -huh. Why couldn't we selectively breed that to make it look like a jag? And then you wouldn't have to have Jags. Hey, I mean, give it a few generations. You probably could, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Idea. When you say I'm, that, I mean, we're, we're mostly talking about pattern at that point, right? And getting like the. Yeah. Just reducing the pattern down and all, you yeah. know. It, that's a great I question. Why do we need Jags? <laughs> we don't. We have Nova Guineas. <laughs> ah, there we that's go. That's another one. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I bet you, you know, I, there was a there was a thread um, and uh, I, I figured this would be the place to bring it up. But Mike Curtin, I don't know if you guys saw it, he put it up and he sort of come to that moment that I think all carpet python breeders come to where it's oh, like, wow. do I work with the Jag or do yep. I not? 
you know, and I had mine, what, two years ago. And, uh, I just, I couldn't, I, I did. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I did the same thing and and I was brand new, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) it did not take long for me to decide that wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand like why, a complex of pythons that are so variable and have so much potential for selective breeding. Like maybe we should take a page from like the, uh, short tail, uh, community because, you know, I don't know, man, they've made like, when I look at like Matt Minotola's ocelot stuff, I mean, that's not a gene that was just bred. (laughs) You know, I mean, I mean, I guess it's a gene, it's, I it's, say it's not it's a gene. But a, it's everything more, is many genes. It's <laughs> yeah. Probably like, yeah, exactly. You know it's probably I mean. a polygenic thing. Like, yeah. like tiger made up of multiple genes. Yeah. yeah. Ivory, same Pipe thing. Bow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so if, if, and that, I think that was my comment. Like, if Nick can line breed, you know, uh, yellow and black snakes to be white and black. Why can't you reduce the pattern? Why couldn't you make it yeah. look like a jag without? I mean, the color is there in that snake that you just had. Yeah. I mean, to me, that looks like a gamma jag. Thing is, you know, crazy. I'm so crazy. excited. <laughs> without the wibble. It's wobble, good that we're you know? doing this because this is the only thing that was going to pull me out of the kitchen where the quarantine bins are. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I stood there for like an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Did uh, you do yeah. that for the Womas? Oh, of course. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, you, which Womas? You, you, Oh, uh, oh! It depends oh. on which ones they are. I see. Right. I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten Owens yet because of the storms. Um, which, by the way, glad you all didn't get Wizard of Oz. That was spooky. <laughs> Holy shit, man! That was. <laughs> My phone was beeping like every five minutes. Take shelter. Go to the lowest part of your house. There's a storm coming, and you're gonna blow Holy away. Smokes. Yeah. Yeah, man. That would really put a damper on the plans for expanding your naturalistic enclosures a <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> little bit <laughs> where's my ackies uh, yeah. No, yeah. floating away on a wooden raft down jokes the aside though you know that I, that's terrible everybody who's been affected by all that um yeah so sorry but you know good lord like my sister's in brooklyn and she was sending me pictures of cars drifting down the street she's like my friend is stuck in the subway i'm like holy crap yeah, yeah. um right i think i sent this to you guys but it's like uh here i'll show you just real quick right riley you remember that like park that's out back of my house where the creek yeah. is yeah that's that's it it's Jeez. it's a lake now. it's a lake it's a it lake is. Yeah. You, if any of your buddies have kayaks, I bet you could go out there and find snakes swimming. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And then yeah. this is the other funny one, right? That's the this, lake half full point of view. Uh, right? This is, wait, this is my favorite. So this is uh, 676, which is like a, a huge highway in Philadelphia, right? That was it after. Woo. Nice. Same place. <laughs> it's oh, it's it really is striking when you see something like that. I'll never forget driving through Houston in fall of 2019 after the tropical cyclone or whatever the hell went through there and just everything was underwater. It, it, it like 
when you as a person look at things that you see every day that are not supposed to be underwater and they're yeah. underwater yeah it's like it's hard to describe that feeling it's 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 very concerning you're <laughs> like wait a minute my pool overflowed yeah <laughs> yeah it was oh uh, man it's it crazy man it's crazy but yeah Everybody's all good. I thought Owen was going to get hit worse because he's out in the sticks and he's by a tons of, of rivers, but like his house is like on a pitch that's like this. He lives <laughs> at the top of this hill, man. And uh, yeah, he was okay. Yeah. So that's good. Thank God Mort wasn't uh, out and about running around <laughs> the neighborhood or something. He would have been floating away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you might or, not find him on Facebook if that happened. <laughs> yeah, probably not. not this He'd probably drift over to like yeah, yeah. Virginia. He'd be in <laughs> yeah. New Jersey somewhere. <laughs> good God. Yes. Yes. But uh but yeah, all good. <clears throat> it makes you uh th those kind of things, like you guys experience it with fires, which yeah. is you know, <laughs> it's like we have fires on the, the air west is coast. still toxic. <laughs> Tornadoes <laughs> on the east coast, hurricanes in the south. Yeah, ex well, exactly. It's prone to flooding too. So yeah, everything that is where it's always been is just ramped up. It's you know, it, yeah, more moisture and more heat in the air is energy. That's what that is. So yeah, I see that You're talking all that there fancy science and stuff. I did environment in college. Well, shoot me too. I just then forgot it. <laughs> 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 i wish i could forget it you're still in school i'm like a decade out yeah true except now i'm just like looking at all the pretty animals that are going extinct instead of looking at why right <laughs> yeah exactly i'm out of school as long as lucas has been alive <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't know uh 1996 1996 Oh yeah, yeah, hands down. Yeah, ninety-two. <laughs> I graduated, so I even my got a sister couple years was born in ninety-two. <laughs> oh, hmm. There you go. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so glad, glad you guys are good. Riley and I are choking on the air <laughs> out here, uh, but jungles <laughs> good, and all of the brittles are with us now. I'm waiting on four. Uh, from the double head clutch that I, the ones I took for incubation won't leave the egg yet, which is kind of neat that they're staying longer. All of the, uh, maternal ones are, are out. Um, there was like a three day difference there, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like there's babies everywhere. I've been, I have been doing a lot of setting up babies and weighing babies and measuring babies <laughs> many hours. Uh, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, yeah. I, I was talking to Owen about this the other night, and he was. He, I said, everybody, every every person that breeds has this season where everything kind of clicks in and it breaks you. And you know, <laughs> mine was 2018, where I did like 15 clutches of carpets, and I was like, yeah, never dude, again. I can't never imagine. again. Never again. Well, I, I do literally that. can't imagine, and I haven't even started feeding trials yet. Yeah, <laughs> and I sound like such a bitch because, like, uh, you know, t uh, Carrie and uh, Todd are doing what, like, seventy clutches that one year they did it. I'm like, wow, what? Just one year. He was trying to get to a hundred just to see if he could do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're doing it as a job, maybe, maybe still, it's a little I've talked different. To, I've talked to but still. About that. He's like, uh-uh, that was bad. Yeah. Like, that bad was call. It's too much, too many. Yeah. Um, 
What's up, everybody in the chat? Robert, Alex. Yeah. Joan, Alex. Jeremy. Uh, how many? That Alex I, number two. Oh, <laughs> Centralian Zotics, Jay. That's me. Matthew. I'm here. <laughs> oh, um, I think there's 49 babies. I need to count. That's not too bad. That's no. Doable. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. There's just a lot of uh, uh, monotonous data collection stuff for the thesis side of things that slows me down. If I was just setting them up, like you know, without all that, it would it would be easy. But <laughs> yeah, I have to like photograph each one next to a quarter so that I can use imaging software and get the accurate length and yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! But I, yeah. and I even got Nick to do that, which you know I'm sure he was just the whole time just like. <laughs> How was he able to technically do that? He, I mean, he's he not did a technical great. guy. Did he? Yeah. Oh, so well, you know, <laughs> handwritten notes for weights and whatnot. But he texted me all the pictures, like by clutch. I was like, yes, and I got all his data loggers back, and they were all actually on. And it's it's he did great. Yeah, <laughs> claps for technique. There we go. I know he's uh, technically, uh, you know. So yeah, I was trying to explain to him the podcast part of things, and he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it's it's funny when when he and I were talking about him maybe doing some video stuff. He was like, "And I'll order this green screen, and I'll put this giant green screen behind me so that you can like." edit things in i'm like dude i can do that without a green screen like don't buy a green screen <laughs> we don't need that have, like, anymore wallabies jumping around in the background or something yeah like i can literally just put it next to your head like have like a whiteboard or something like if you want yeah. to be fancy but right. uh, yeah it's it's hilarious um i did get weird odds in the double head clutch um kind of like extreme strangeness where almost all of them are genetic stripe none of them are stonewashed and there's only like a couple normal pos heads and statistically i guess only a fourth of them were supposed to be striped so that kind of went crazy um oh wow okay like i said earlier i think you need to see what they're going to look like when they shed right 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 yeah in in i agree i'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on all that um yeah, I would they don't have those bubble with that comment too. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like I, I totally am with Riley on that, but no, it's true. From what yeah, I'm yeah. seeing, they don't have the stonewash markers that I've been able to see, right? On other um, examples in my collection, there's some all there's some other weird gene interactions that Nick was telling me about for like other hypo stonewash in conjunction with stripe and yada 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 and it's all these things that like this shouldn't make sense but he swears is like always true but i don't really want to go into it because yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not real yet it's, right, it's, right. you know it's just talking i got gotcha. it right it's yeah. it it gets complex i don't like genetics. I th <laughs> yeah i think <clears throat> i think one of the the funny things is like um uh-oh it's you, froze you know the exam sorry who oh are we good okay i can um, hear you now the exanic stuff okay the exanic stuff is kind of like that right you know you had this um i remember it was such a thing right because some of the like paul and nick were sort of saying that maybe it's an incomplete dominant uh trait because you know clearly when you are producing head exanics they they kind of have like they look a little bit different than say your regular 
you know, I, I'm going to go buy Poplin carpets. And uh, yeah, you know, so he kind of put that out there. You know, everybody, the, the internet broke that day. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. I think when you breed so many, I bet you Todd and Carrie see crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like uh, with the amount of yeah. offspring that they're producing, you're going to see stuff that's, you know. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> Another weird observation I had, which I'm sure is just random, you know, it means nothing. But in all of the clutches, the stripes came out before everything else. It was always stripes first. <laughs> really? Huh. Which I'm, you know, it's got to be random. There can't be anything to that. But I, I noticed because it was, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's the biggest uh, amount of carpets you've ever produced, Riley? Uh, probably this season. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was only four clutches, but it was like but still. <laughs> it was like it, like 60 babies or so. Yeah. That's, that's still a lot, you know. It doesn't yeah. sound like a lot, right? But it's a lot when you're going through and feeding yeah, it's and a lot. and photographing and posting for sale and juggling customers. Yeah. You know, I was actually over at Glenn's, uh, Glenn Brooks' house earlier of Glenn's Reptiles, and uh, I was asking him how he does it because he produces a lot of colubrids every year and mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot, like 200. Um, wow. I was like, how do you keep track of all of it? Like, you know, you've got a lot, you're photographing and listing things online, and he's got a sheet, a spreadsheet. So for like, every animal they're written down on there and it has like columns and you know, who's getting sold what and when it goes out and the dates and everything. So it keeps track of it. And for me, I'm a list guy too. So I was, I was pretty pleased to see that he sent me an example, but like I need to visually keep track of it because like I need to write the person's name on the tub so I can visually see it. I keep a list of like, okay, this is this person paid for this going out this date here's their information shipping to the hub all this stuff i have to have it like written out because i i need to have a collectivized because people are emailing me or hitting me up on morph market or instagram or all these different platforms so um yeah it doesn't seem like a lot when you just say 60 when you're hearing of guys producing you know 400 like nick four to six hundred <laughs> and and then you try and keep all of that straight and organized and clean and fed and keep up on keeping your food stocks available. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I think the thing that I geek out, you know, like some people geek out about, you know, like the, the, like when, when you talk about it as a business, right. You know, they geek out on like the, you know, the, the reptile hobby and the, and the sales that it produces and all that kind of stuff. But to me, the thing that I geek out about is like how people keep records. <laughs> like to me, that I just find that like interesting to talk to people about. Like, so yeah. how do you do it? You know, and then you get these like little tips and stuff, and you sort of tweak your your plant. Like for instance, um, when I was at Rob's house, um, you know, some people do index cards, some people use an app, you know, to to keep track of it in, with scanning as. QR code. Some people I've seen some people make their own QR codes and sort of put it into a database. Mm -hmm. um, there used to be a thing called iHerp back in the day where you could sort of log all your stuff on. And I think what at least for what from what I found, there's not an easier way than to take it and write it. Yeah. 
you know, to me, that's the most efficient way. But the problem with that is, uh, yeah, see, like index cards. But what Rob does, yeah, there you go. He, <laughs> he sort of has like the spreadsheet and he could sort of see everything in a snapshot and he has whatever he's tracking on it. And he has a little clipboard or, you know, like a clipboard and he has these paper for each snake or whatever. And he just sort of writes, you know, check boxes it. And I think maybe that is maybe a little influenced by products because i don't remember riley but when they had a website and all they had like you could download their um their like uh, uh record cards and it was basically like a, it said stuff going this way and stuff going this way and you sort of would like check it in the box or whatever and you sort of keep track of things but i don't know i did the qr codes for a long time and I like the way they look and I think they look slick and all that information is there on the computer and all, and all that stuff. But I don't know, man, there's nothing easier than pen and paper. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm so. with you there. I, I'm doing like a weird combination of lists for certain things, stickers on the box for other things, blue tape for other things, and then yeah. a, a Google drive for spreadsheets and pictures. Right. Um, so I guess it's kind of all over the place, but it makes sense to my brain. And then I guess that's all that matters. That's what matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Keep and, you're, and what do you do with the index cards, Riley? Yeah. Like what, I just when, keep when, the animals. So like over time, you have a lot of them. So like mm -hmm. these are all for my big male Krebo. Um, I probably should have a binder so I don't have to have like a bunch of them sitting here and just like organize pythons, colubrids, boas, etc., or whatever, and just have like a folder for each animal and just have like a like a three ring binder with like dividers for everything. Probably do something like that for the handwritten stuff, and then just have like sleeves for all the old feed cards, and then anything worth noting, writing down on some blank paper back there. I don't know. Yeah, I you know, well, here's a tip I saw Matt Minitola, right? He writes on, he puts a sticker on his tub, right? And I sort of I sort of hijack this from him, right? So I can see it at a glance, right? So I use those dots like a color coding system. So if it's a male, you get blue, if it's a female, you get red, so I can see the sex right away just looking mm -hmm. at the tub. And then when I'm feeding, I'll if it takes a meal, I put a green sticker on it and then each meal I'll put a like a little a little, um, you know, like a, a notation spot, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and then it's ready to get shipped or whatever that case would be or for sale, <laughs> sale. <laughs> I don't sell anything. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. That one's good. You know, that yeah, one's good. Sure. That one's good. But, um, so, but then I like Nick's way he does it too. He, he kind of does it on this little sticker and he writes mm -hmm. all it, writes it down. And then when you get the snake, he puts a sticker on the top of the yeah. deli cup and sends it off. And you know, like I'm copying cool. that for the babies. I, I like that. And yeah, I adopted the code structure as well, especially since he'll be using the same codes for the half I send to him. You know, it, it makes sense for us to, to match up since half the animals are his for, from a couple of the clutches. Um, right. I like yeah. that. It makes sense to my brain. Um, yeah, see, I get too caught up in it, like trying to be like neat and all. And like, if it's not neat, I throw it away. And then, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting now to sort of like get to where it has to just come from the brain to the paper. Who cares what it looks like? You know what I mean? Who gives a shit? And it's like, no, that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, 
I like for I keep all this stuff written down. I, I haven't really like finalized it, but like I like to send this to people like if it's if it's a snake that's going out just yeah. to show them like what they've been doing, eating when they hatch, what their weight is, um, just kind of the schedule, and then people get an idea of what I do just right. by looking at it. They're like, oh, okay, so it looks like you feed every two weeks. Oh, it looks like you feed sparingly. Oh, it looks like right. – and I'm like, so it's it's a pretty – whether they continue that or not, that's up to them. But for me, mm-hmm. that's just how I keep track of it with this many animals I have to. Nice. Well, it looks like Dan over here, uh, you must have sold him that the popcorn girl, and uh, he's continuing to use the card, so that's good. It's just it's just simple. <clears throat> it's, it's easy to translate, even if you want to use a computer system for, like, ultimate filing and like having like a backup and then you just transfer it later sort of thing. Uh, I used to use um, Herper pro before that was discontinued of its tech support years ago. And uh, it was kind of more geared towards ball pythons and morph things rather than stuff with multiple subspecies species and locality type deals. Um, But it helped me keep, you know, stuff organized and uh, keep track of my food inventory and just kind of really got me on that that mode of thinking very early on. And then once that sort of became unsupported, I just went back to, to handwriting it all and just kind of paying attention and in similar detail, but maybe less detail. I used to keep track of like every bowel movement or urates and stuff. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'd weigh the snakes every month. Like who cares? Man? I did that. Yeah, I did that. Nobody cared. So it was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, why do I, if nobody cares, why got, do I care? After yeah. I got the 20 snakes, I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. But you know, another thing that, that Matt does that I kind of stole from him was like, so when a girl lays, right, he puts, he puts a, you know, a sticker on the tub and he'll write on that day that she laid and, um, you know, if when he's breeding her again, what he's found is that it's usually right around that same time that she's going to lay. So he'll put, you know, like the three things, right? You know, um, uh, breeding, ovulation, laying, you know, and then you sort of like have an idea of when that's going to come. So, you know, yeah. I use Apple Notes as well, uh, Alex. That's kind of I use that a lot. Um, I use that. Uh, I like the fact that you can sort of take a note, put a picture um, you know, like, I, I don't know if I could, I, I don't know. I just, I kind of like the way that that, uh, that works, but Travis says, I've never weighed a snake in 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yep. So, well, Sorry to get off on the tangent, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's all good. I think people are always curious how everybody keeps records. Yeah. Speaking of weights, because this is something that I'm looking into, get this. The average hatchling weight for the second hypo stripe clutch, like yeah. 32.6 grams. I had like a ton of 35 gram chonkers in there. They were huge. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It kind of is the opposite of what I was expecting to see. Uh, <laughs> he thought it was going to be something different. Yeah. And the two females, the MI female and this one are, were like only eight gram differences going into it. So it's not like this girl was just bigger. So yeah. Hmm. Wow. There's some, there's some giants, some big babies. <laughs> That's cool. I asked and- Nick, he said <laughs> the biggest baby he's ever had was like 39 grams. So these are almost there. <laughs> wow. Hmm. I wonder if that's genetic. I wonder. It right. it sure is with certain species. 
you know hmm. you, would, you would think that that might be genetic but maybe i don't know but maybe renty animals produce renty babies and big <laughs> babies produce big i come from on. a line of enormous babies sir <laughs> <laughs> I'm more on the runty side. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting though. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I like um, weights to just kind of geek out on, but I don't think that it's healthy to obsess over them. Yeah, I kind of like the. Um, I, 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 I sort of just like I. I took that just sort of as as for my information, right? Just to sort of see like see what normal is you know, um, mm-hmm. or what normal is in my collection. And then, you know, if I see somebody that is saying that it's different then you know, am I doing something wrong or, you know, whatever the case would be, but you know, I've hatched out, hatched out some tiny carpets and I've hatched out some, you know, normal carpets, but for, I guess the Poplins coastals and jungles and crosses and all that kind of stuff, I would say 24 grams is the average. For a baby carpet, mm-hmm. yeah, so. yeah, but. yeah. That's that's usually my average, unless I get some freaks that are in the high twenties or early thirties. Yeah, like well. the, the the MI Jungle Clutch that I had two years ago had a lot of the high twenty, low thirty babies. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we would expect Brettles babies to be a little bit bigger, just because they're Brettles. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, shoot, I only had one under 24. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I had my first set of twins this year and they both hatched Ooh. out at 13 grams. Holy crap. They <laughs> added up to the same weight as one of their siblings at 26 grams. It was funny. <laughs> so like it was perfect. It was great. And those two are little savages. They're little rippers. They don't care about anything. They, just, they nice. split the nutrients right down the middle. <laughs> uh-huh. They're good. They're good to go. That's right. awesome. Yeah. So Ooh. they're so small, so, so small, <laughs> even after having like one, two, three, four meals each, there's still maybe, maybe 20 grams. <laughs> they're just tiny. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like baby wow, corn steak small. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's nuts. How I, this is going to be a dumb question, but what, like, what's the size of a baby corn snake? Five grams? They hatch out at like seven, eight, nine grams, like pretty damn small, like 10 grams or under. <laughs> they feel very breakable. I don't like working on baby corns at work. Well, <laughs> you can, uh, you can palpate baby corns. You don't have to pop them. You can literally just ink feel them just like boas. So that's kind of nice. Nice. Yeah, they're easy to sex. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Very yeah. Cool. Found that out recently. I always was like terrified of sexing baby corns. And then my boss was like, ah, you can just palpate them. I was like, <laughs> you can. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. So I know that. when Dennis McNamara was over for Carpet Fest, he had said that it's possible that you could probably do that for adult carpets. And, um, hmm. You know, I was, I was like, ah, yeah. so I, without telling the sex of a couple of striped bread levels that I had, you know, I, I did. And he guessed it right. So, nice. but, I mean, Maybe you got a 50-50 shot, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> but 
but still i i, I thought it was interesting like you know uh, and I, I know i've heard some australians talk about it too some of the carpet breeders down there to where they don't pop and they don't probe they sort of just do what you're saying yeah feel, feel i wouldn't be surprised if, if there's a lot more a lot more uh possibility with that method yeah. than a lot of species even outside of snakes too so yeah Hmm. Well, what, I'm, what i'm learning with lizards and get you know geckos and skinks and monitors is like there's no sexing it is what it is you know you just buy more of them and yes. then hope for a pair yes <laughs> yeah it's really a crapshoot i'm like what the hell <laughs> yeah so so our our uh black dragon at the shop rudy is a nine-year-old yeah. female she's right. laid tons of clutches and the male het they were both sexed by like Kevin McCurley, a bunch of other people back in like 2012 when he got them. They were like vital exotic stock from, I don't know, sexed by the big name guys like that, like were up and down swear and they, every one of them got it wrong. Um, the, the thing is you just, it's a crapshoot. You, you either, you either catch them showing you hemipenes or you catch a female laying an egg. And that's, that's when you really know for sure with a lot of species. Not the all egg is very telling. Yeah. <laughs> At least with yeah. water monitors that they're hard, but yeah, I mean, there's other species that you can tell for sure, but most right. of them it's, it's a crapshoot. Right. Yeah. I don't have the eyes for it with them with snakes. Sometimes you can just see the taper and the tail. Like when comparing enough of them, you look at them long enough, you can just kind of, see it right so you know ian had brought up that uh geckos have pores and stuff and mm -hmm. i guess my question was is that at a certain age because i i got a group of uh a little group of um some australian geckos coming and they're just hatched out and you just they don't know the sex it's just like uh, interesting i would imagine it depends on the species but i know like with madagascar day geckos the males have huge femoral pores full of waxy plugs Right. Which are a little bit older. It's typically a male thing if that's a thing with the species, but I don't know about Strophorus or yeah. any of the other guys. Yeah. I, I, I guess because they're, they hatch out kind of small, right? Yeah. It's probably hard to see. Right. Probably need like those magnifying lens glasses. Bigger go, than these? Oh, good God. Like Inspector Gadget, <laughs> like magnifying, like flip, 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 oh, flip, 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 flip. That reminds me, it reminds me of, right? Uh, before I really met Bill Stiegel, um, I remember he did this video on, uh, I think he was feeding um, a, a carpet python, a pink head, right? Mm -hmm. And he had on the glasses with the things that come down nice and had like the long you know, nice face. i was like oh shit this guy's for real <laughs> <laughs> and then find out he was a and then you know a doctor so it's kind of like oh okay that's why you have that crazy yeah <laughs> yeah he's just a professional goofball yeah ah well if you know bill that's probably accurate <laughs> yeah that's what i hear that's what yeah. i hear he's a great guy but yeah, he's uh, dude. I remember when we were at the one carpet fest. Um, we were this one was at Owens, and Bill had this. Uh, he had like a some kind of sports car or whatever. And you know, Owen, he lives in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere, so it's just like Pennsylvania hills up and down, right? And he and uh, um, Zach Baez and and Bill were going to get something from the store, 
and he was just speeding up and down these hills. He's like, hold on, Zach. Zach's like, just like, ah. <laughs> that sounds like fun. He's like, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming out the window. I'm like, Bill, uh, we're going to get pulled over. This isn't Texas, bro. This is Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> too funny. But, That's hilarious. Yeah. Good times. Uh, good times. Good times. Um. Oh, I did want to do an update before we get into something. Yeah. So I had made a comment last on the last show about not liking um what is it? Is it they're black? What's the ones with the spatter again? What's that cage company? Oh focus focus cubed. Cubed. yeah. Focus cubed, right? Mm-hmm. And um Travis Wyman had sent me some pictures of ones without the splatter. <laughs> yeah. And I think you were sort of Riley, you were sort of like saying, no, Eric, you're an idiot. And like, I'm defending these guys because they make some decent cages sort of like, not, not, not I'm being, you know, great, but you know, sort of saying like some of the pro, the pros of it, but like everywhere mm. I see their cages, it's just like a black cage with paint splattered on it. So I'm like, <laughs> that must be their design. But no, he sent me the cages that he has were pretty nice. So I, yeah, I, I, I made that comment not being educated on their, you know, their line of caging or whatever. So I, uh, I got to see their, their Cambro tub hanger stack today at, at Mike's place. Um, right. And it's, it's, it's a really snug, like smooth design. It's really sleek. It's, it's, it seems to work really well for its intended purposes for, for condros. It was really neat to see that in person. I've seen some of their actual cages in person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of the splatter paint, but you know, that's me. Some of their customers are. And so that's cool. They offer that. Yeah. Man. Whatever. That. So yeah. 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 But I, I was uneducated in that comment. So I, I, Andrew I really, McCaded. <laughs> I withdraw it. Speaking yeah. of edrumication, how cool yeah. is it to learn the the story of the Red Zeppelins? Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that pretty thing. cool. First that, of all, that's the coolest morph name ever. Yeah. yeah, and that's like the name, the color, and the history. Like, yeah, wrap it up in a bow for me, man. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing as poison ivy in. Uh, in pop wooden carpets, it's a specific look. There are other looks that get close, but they're, you can't call them the same thing. They're not the same thing. They come from a specific history, and right. the story behind them is it makes it that much more juicy, and and it's just really freaking cool. So, um, I if anybody listening here knows uh, that lately I've been on a corn snake kick. Uh, it seems it's, to be uh, a lot of people are on a it's yeah thing. it's it's a thing lately um guilty and and so the the first time i saw the red zeppelins i was like if i go down this road i'm gonna need these one day so i finally did it uh glenn brooks is close to me he's local to me and so i drove over there this morning and basically picked out my pair so um first shot up this is this is mom i believe yep that's mom Mm -hmm. so we'll just quickly show them and then we'll get into the history so that's mom this is dad similar looks but like different amounts of white right and then 
here's the clutch pick that Glenn posted up and I lost my shit on. You can see my <laughs> comment here. I had had like three and a half, four beers at that point, and I was like, damn. <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah. So here is uh, a quick, terribly lit oh, cell phone God. shot of, uh, of, I believe that's my female. Right. And then this is the male and they are amazing. And then the, the, the history of them is the coolest part because they're basically true locality Okatee from Howie Sherman. So like, if you know anything about the Okatee hunt club and the true Okatees, Howie Sherman, his name is always affiliated with that. He's kind of like the originator of that line, but he had this line spontaneously pop out these albinos and he called them red zeppelins and then they did some compatibility tests to see if they're compatible with other albinos and that's where you get the reverse okatees so it's an albino okatee and then there's another line uh back crossed and they call fluorescent corn so um i have some okatees and extreme okatees that can make the fluorescence and now i have these red zeppelins and I'm obsessed <laughs> a Tra- little bit. Are you trading in your carpets too? No, no. <laughs> so let let this be let this be a out. <laughs> We're asterisking here. These are just a little fun thing because they're fun. I enjoy them. They don't give me any gripe. They're easy. They don't come charging out of the cage trying to eat me. They're not pounding the tub because they're just angry assholes like my Maclots pythons that I'm getting rid of and sending to Tony. Sorry, Owen. Yeah. Um, Owen, you, you're gonna, you're cursed with Max, buddy. That was um, funny the other day. He's like, anybody want to go in on a yeah. trio of Max? And everyone was like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. He can get those on his. He can get those, and he'll maybe be successful. But man, I, I just the, the ones I have are evil. I'm done with them. They're fun. Ethan Molden, thank you for producing beautiful animals. I still find them to be an amazing species. They are just not for me. Yeah. Um, this is this is one of those perfect moments, Eric, where you describe it as like this species just it sucks. Yeah. These guys just <laughs> suck. Not like how dare you? <laughs> they suck. They're assholes. They bite yeah, all the time. They yeah. pound the tub. They're like disfiguring their face on their teeth because they're hitting the tub. They're just like so pissed off all the time. I yeah. take them out. They're biting me all the time. They don't settle down. They're just I mean, they're healthy and fine, but God damn it, dude. Like, I don't want to deal with that when they're six plus feet long. Mm. And and that's just like not not interesting or appealing to me. And, and Travis, if you're still here in the chat, I know you said they hit three feet long and they chill out. I'm sorry, buddy. These things are pushing nearly three feet and they're not chilling out and they're they're mean. So Tony likes mean, angry things. He's got his yellow anacondas, which he loves. So. So do, yeah. yeah so they'll do really <laughs> well for him. That. Yeah. yeah you know i used to think i was and uh and now i'm not <laughs> yeah man yeah um, i get bit all the time by babies and stuff and that's no problem but like i don't want an eight foot snake that hates me like i don't want that i, no. I don't care how nice it looks i've i agreed you, you know the exceptions 100%. will be like animals that i have here that are breeding for certain stuff like the head exanthics those things are gorgeous and they hate the living guts out of me uh-huh. um 
but they'll never be eight feet. They'll be more like five feet. And that's much more like, okay, you just stay over there. You angry little bastard. Um, Like I'm going to be working with my Papuans very much. So to keep them tractable because that female, when she's 13 plus feet, I don't want her to be a, a bat out of hell. Like I understand she'll be defensive and territorial as per the species nature, but like, yeah, you know, I, I need, I need to be able to work with these animals. And, uh, ultimately when I have 130 plus and it comes time to like, I got to make room somewhere. It's really easy to be like between you and you, who do you go? Well, you're a dick. So take right. a hike. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. There's a reason that I'm making a point to work with these falsies when they're little. <laughs> oh, man. They, I mean, <laughs> dude, these Maclots are just, oh, they're so mean. They're awful. I, ay, ay, ay. Yeah. I got enough. I got enough on my plate, man. I got too many damn snakes. I keep adding corn snakes without even realizing it. I still need, actually, if anybody's listening, I need a good baby Woma. I need a female, a nice high like bright colored orange one woma woma i need another woma because i'll have 2.1 i need 2.2 woma (laughs) can't have mine yeah (laughs) just kidding i don't want yours i (laughs) want to have adjacent stuff so then when we produce awesome stuff we're like ooh, swap swap yep right yeah yeah it's pretty uh, funny. Now, yeah, I, when I posted the jungle, somebody, the first comment is like, that's a weird looking Aspidites. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like this happened so fast. <laughs> oh yeah. See when you, when you, yeah, that's the trouble with uh, doing podcasts, man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's you, funny. You, you sort of put everything out there and we were like, Oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> like, uh, I, doesn't mean that i'm never ever going to like anything else again like come on yeah and, well and i never just, stopped liking everything right. else i yeah yeah right. you just you kind of they're just my favorite you just ebb and flow <laughs> you have your your staples and you just try other things along the way like that's what these maclots were for me it was like okay i'm gonna give lyasis a good try here with something that's available it's fun and i fucking hate them yeah. i find you know i know olive pythons get a bad rap but i gotta be honest man i find that the olive pythons are were at least the stuff that i worked with was you know nicer than yeah. the you know uh maclots that i had you know yeah i i hear all of pythons uh, like travis's are sweet you just gotta watch them when you first get them out of the enclosure but otherwise sure great yeah, yeah. I that's, think that's how the most. one at, at East Bay is super cage defensive, big food response. But then once you switch it off, what about good. what about Sabus? I've never worked with those things. How's their temperament? Man, generally, worse the two than that I've worked with, worked with their asshole. <laughs> worse than Maclots. They're worse. Cool. I don't yeah. ever have an itch to go for them. Sorry, Gary. I'll never be on your list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care how silver they are. I guess it comes down to like, how do you want to do your. You know, like if you're more of a keeper, that's sort of like, you know, I guess if you're keeping in a naturalistic setup or whatever, sort of like fish tank style, right? We're not really going to handle it. Okay. Maybe that's not too bad if you really like the look of the snake or whatever. Um, Yeah. Except you still got to (laughs) clean. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, my, my thing is, is like, I like to handle my animals. I like to be hands-on with my animals. I have very few animals that I have to use a hook with. And to me, 
I'm capable, but I, I prefer to just like handle the animal, keep it low stress, move it into a shift tub, disinfect my hands versus using hooks, move the animal, potentially get, you know, battle it a little bit, then disinfect the hooks and do all that every time. It's just a little more steps. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just treat them like venomous if they're super assholes and there you go. <laughs> yeah, we were, I, I was talking with, um, you know, somebody today about, um, you know, that 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 thing right we were talking about pythons and like you know it's like oh you worked with these but you don't work with these anymore and i was like yeah you know i don't work with these because you know for whatever reason it would be you know some of it was that they were just they were just assholes and i've tried to your point i've tried many different types of maclots right mm -hmm. i've tried them at least four times mm -hmm. and i don't have them anymore <laughs> you know what i mean i've yeah. tried white lips three times i've tried rings twice <laughs> i've tried berms again like even berms like i was Ooh. just like nah 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 no yeah. no 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 once they started to get size i'm like no man like i'm so that's a lot of snake yeah like you know shoveling this shit like you need an actual shovel to get the shit out of the <laughs> it's game a lot of snake. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's not that for some people they love that species, you know, yeah. like some people will say that carpets are suck, you know, and sure. it's like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess to you, they do, you know, yeah. but that's the beauty of, of the whole thing. Like I, you know, I don't, I think sometimes when, you know, uh, we were talking off the cuff about this, it, just that our experiences with that species, you know, like water pythons, I haven't, you know, everybody like Owens are straight up evil, like they are <laughs> evil. Mine are chill. I've had them three times and they're all super chill. They've been, you know, so right. I don't know what the difference is, um, but yeah, for sure. Maybe it's just Owen's energy, his vibe. Yeah, he likes them big, angry, angry, like, challenging. Yeah, messy. you know, <laughs> but yeah. You can't you can't completely buy into the species reputations as much, right? I mean, true. I yeah. only have one aspidites blackheads and womas that bites out of all of them and yeah you know what do right. people love to talk about about aspidites like right they think everything's food like, well maybe Dude, the, the uh the female the big female blackhead has been trying to go after me lately the the eastern or the or the, the really one who nice produced one. mom ah yeah she's nice. dude she's been <laughs> going after me lately she's been getting like out of yeah oh yeah she's been going after me She's Damn. not she's not trustworthy right now. She's hungry. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And she's at face height. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> and, and in like up against a wall where it's kind of hard to corner. get in there anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, she's got the not, high ground all day, every day. It's not an optimal spot. <laughs> Plus, yeah. those things are just kind of hard. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Uh yeah. That I love that snake, but even Grant when he was showing them to me the first time was like, I don't really trust this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, especially if you've been handling other animals at all, if you smell like other reptiles and you go to handle her, she will absolutely try and eat you just like a king snake, the king snake that's in the top. She will absolutely try and eat you. If you've been handling any other reptile. It must be so frustrating for her. She lives in a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Although we did try and feed her that ball python and she wouldn't eat it. She's like, this thing's disgusting. For everybody who's angry right now, it was a merciful, it was a merciful thing. Right. But yeah, she wouldn't do it. <laughs> she wouldn't eat it. She's like, no, I don't eat junk food. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it an albino or some kind of morphogel? Ah, pastel shit, man. It's it garbage. Like, nah, I ain't doing that. It's not even, even, a, it's even, not even the monitor, pastel. Like even the animal. monitor, even the monitors didn't want it. They're like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Nothing wanted it. It was an animal that wasn't gonna make it. For um, everybody that's screaming at the at their device. It right was now. it was humanely um, euthanized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I was well, surprised she didn't take it. She wrapped it like she was going to eat it, and then she just kind of like moved on. It was just yeah, she's much more motivated for my face. So, so like I guess so. So here's here's sort of the 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 difference with things, right? So I think that there are species that people get into, mm-hmm. and they're willing to accept some of the drawbacks to said species because yes. they really love that species. And yes. an example for me. Is spotted pythons. Oh. The mm. Spotted pythons I have bite Delicious. me every <laughs> yep. time. Did yep. I send you guys the picture every time. when I got nailed last week by the no. spotted python? No. <laughs> every time. Hanging off my thumb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's it's like, you know, are you willing to deal with that? Because mm-hmm. you want to work with this species, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really the choice you have to make. Yeah. And and sometimes it's individual animals. Sometimes it's you know. Sometimes it is sort of like uh, you know traits of uh, of 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 the species. And you know sometimes they're one way when they're little, and when they get older, they seem to you know change. <laughs> I want to go for your face. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I do not. I've never kissed a damn snake in my life yet. I've been bit in the face like five times. <laughs> Good gravy, man. God damn. <laughs> it's all carpets and scrubs, dude. I'm telling you. Carpets and scrubs. They're just trying to get a better look at that that luscious beard. Now, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the scrub face bite was at Brandon's place and it's because it went up over my shoulder and my beard spooked it when I moved my head. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you know, like I've worked with, you know, scrubs is like one of those things where I've worked with some that are straight up puppy ah. dog game mm-hmm. and others that are just evil. So yeah. my thought on on working with really difficult, challenging animals like that, even if we're not mm-hmm. talking about like danger factor or venomous or big snakes, I think, yeah, to your point, if you're mentally going into it, like, yep. I'm signing up for this, going into this, knowing, you know, X, Y, Z. I think that's half the battle. I think the other thing is making sure you have the room to do it comfortably and at whatever your pace is. So you're not backed up against cages or you've got an animal in a small enclosure because then you can be patient. You can work at the animal's pace. You can, you know, if you're using hooks and you're navigating trees or branches or perches or hides, you can gently and methodically and deliberately move things and get the animal to come through and make it a less stressful experience. Um, even with venomous, you can do that. I mean, to my, in my experience, that's the best way to do it. Um, obviously that's hard if you're talking about something in a, in a rack or if it's, you know, really big and you're just in a small room or, or what have you. But yeah, I think the more you make it easier on yourself to do things comfortably, yeah. the less of a pain in the ass it seems. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if you, if you've, even if you've got a big animal and and like, it's a lot of mess or like it's a messy animal, if you can just make it a simple, easy process to get that animal out, move it into a shift container that is locked contained. The animal's not roaming around. You don't have to babysit it to make sure it's not knocking stuff over or getting loose. And you can just take your time cleaning appropriately doing something like that makes the whole process so much Mm -hmm. less stressful on everyone. 
uh, big snakes and yeah. venomous. That was always the way I used to do it in zoos. And uh, it was very safe every time. Very safe, very methodical, very organized. It was it was easy. It was effective. It was low stress. And oftentimes you can feed the animals while they're shifting like that. If like you're concerned, like for venomous, you can feed them in a tub or feed the big yeah. snake in the in the can while you got them out or whatever it is. So it just depends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be, you know, it, it, I can't wait to be able to situate the the female Apodora in such a, a position to to have the space to dance with them a little bit because they are so defensive about coming out of the enclosure, like to, to get them at a good comfortable level so I can open the doors or take the doors off and just like give them a couple minutes to evaluate what's going on, get the hook, get them coming out and make it a not very stressful thing. Because right now, every time I do it, it's like, okay, this is, we're getting you out. There's some substrate coming out. There's a little bit of a battle. I, I don't have a ton of space. I'm glad you're not bigger than you are right now. So um, but yeah, in the future, it'll, it'll, it'll make my life much safer and easier and her life less stressful, giving her the space to work with, with, you know, in the enclosure and outside. Yeah. So, yep. Poplin, Poplin pythons, carpets, but Poplin pythons are yeah. one of those, um, that's the, ooh, an adult Poplin man. <laughs> That's a handful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a handful yeah. of a snake. But yeah, to the point, right? You're willing to accept that because you love that mm -hmm. species, right? So 100%. you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. You know what I mean? Whereas, uh, you know, you know the dangers of working with said snake. You know the, you know, yes. uh, all the things that are associated with. By the way, just a little tidbit from the Mark O'Shea uh, thing. Which, by the way, we had to redo it. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I said it on NPR when I'm gonna say yeah. it here live on the thing. We had to redo it because. I sent the sent the, the the edited one to to Mark to, just for him to check out, see what he thought, and he didn't like what he said in certain parts. And then we went back in and we did a round two, so that's going to be coming out um, real soon. But um, he was saying that the first time that he found Apodora was in uh, it was I think he was it was dead in the river or something, and they cut it open and they found an adult scrub python that that snake had eaten so that just the, <laughs> that just tells you the 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 absolute power of that snake man i mean <laughs> you know so it's like bad ass dude yeah yeah, yeah somebody yeah, was know. messaging me online they I, I don't want this to sound like i'm bashing on a, a an unknowing customer but somebody hit me up and they were looking for something and then they, they i i don't have it so they're like well are you going to be producing any of these anytime soon? Pulled up a photo of my Apodora and I explained, I was like, no, you know, like I just have my, my couple of them. I'm raising them up. This is a pretty rare, hard to breed species. They don't really come around very often. They've only been bred a handful of times, X, Y, and Z, just kind of educating this person. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oh, wow, that's really amazing. You know, what do you want for them? I was like, they're not for sale, dude. Like I've, <laughs> I spent a couple of years like drooling over these, waiting to the opportunity to, to put this group together. And I'm, I'm never ever letting these go uh, over my cold, dead hands and my cold, dead body. Will these things be leaving my possession? Right. And uh, I was just, you know, making sure this guy understood, like, you're not going to offer me anything 
Yeah, it's no matter what happening. you say, it's not going to happen. It's yeah. not happening. Yeah, uh, but he was respectful and he understood. And and then I, I kept going. I was like, well, you know, just make sure you know, like if you are looking into these, because they, you can find imports. Like this is not a you know a beginner animal. This is not for anybody. Like I'm not talking about cost or whatever. This is a strong, strong animal. He's like, well, I I've worked with retics, and I was like, you know, usually when you hear that, it's like, okay, you probably are capable. And then he's like, but I had to get, I gave it away at eight feet. I'm like man that's not that's not how this works just because you had uh just because you had a retic that got up to eight feet like like it's a different animal it's like you know this thing could well this thing would eat your retic and he was like wait are you just saying like they have the ability to or they would i was like no this thing probably would if it had the opportunity if it was bigger it would eat a retic um so that's just crazy man it's it's insane to think how strong apodora are to be able to take down a scrub that must have been a, a big apodora uh you know i don't know if he i he didn't really comment on that yeah i think he said it was you know a, 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 it was a big snake but it wasn't it wasn't huge you know mm-hmm. um he didn't say like it was the biggest thing that he ever saw but um i think uh, a lot of the, the, so i want to backtrack for a second so i think one of the reasons why owen has a lot of like why he well, for one, he absolutely loves white lip pythons, right? He yeah. he just friggin' is enamored with these things. Every time he's taught, oh, I'm gonna add white lip python. Oh, I'm gonna add. Yeah. I think they're probably second after rough scales, right? And mm-hmm. um, for him, yeah. we, were, we were talking the other day, and because I've been telling him this for years, I'm like, dude, why are you doing things you don't like when you can fill those cages with things you do like? Like, and maybe it's what? just like, as you get older, you start to look at these things. Cause uh, trust me, man, I've been there. You want this, you want that, you want it all. You want all these things. And you try to, you try to find your, your, your niche in, in the whole herpticulture thing. Like, what do you like? And, and in order to do that, I'm, I guess maybe it's kind of unfortunate in a way. It's like you sort of take, you work with the species and then you figure out if it's for you or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of make the call on, on whether it is or not. Right. Yeah. But like with Owen, with the white lips, he has this, the way his cages are set up, he has these huge bins and he's talked about it on NPR before, but he has these huge bins that, you know, the female goes in, you know, or the male goes into the thing and they're, they're in there. And as soon as he sees they're in there, he sort of puts the top on, he closes it up, he pulls the thing out. No, no stress to the animal. And I think with white lips in particular, his feeling is that he's trying to keep it as low stress as possible. Um, you know, and then he cleans the cage, does whatever maintenance he has to do, and then puts the thing back in, you know, opens it up. The, few, the snake could do whatever it wants. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he has it set up for that. So he's made accommodations to sort of, to, to accommodate that, you know, and it's, um, I don't know, it, it, you know, again, I just keep saying the same thing. I, I don't, I think sometimes when we talk, you know, we're, we're being a little bit, uh, dramatic i guess if you will or we're having a conversation right and we're just talking like you know oh i didn't like that they suck oh i didn't like this they <laughs> suck you know blah 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 but it doesn't really mean that the species sucks per se it's just not your bag not your, you know? not your jam. i bust owen stones all the time telling them all the time I'm like dude 
well, you know, this this species sucks. They suck, you know, and he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love that too, because he never tells you you're wrong. He just says, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, because he knows. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Cause we know, right? You know, we get these things or whatever, and it's it's yeah, kind of like, try to fight it. <laughs> I thought you know? about him the other day. I was like, oh man, I wonder if he's actually going to regret getting these hognose from me because I looked in there as changing waters and there's like poo smears on the wall oh, <laughs> like God. like arch like like windshield wiper like <laughs> just like nah, a see, row no, of them that's not my jam man I, I i can't i can't do it i can't do it like i am it. not going to miss that no no <laughs> i'm gonna have no. to disinfect the hell out of that cage yeah oh man um but um yeah i don't know man it's kind of like what so for instance another one for me right as i've tried them multiple times i absolutely love the species i think they're great i think they're beautiful i wish that in a way i don't wish that i a chance i'm glad that i am kind of like where i am in, mm-hmm. in my in my collection and keeping and what i like and what i you know what i want to work with but like short tails hmm. you know like it's just it's I've been so carpet python brained like way of thinking of keeping snakes like if it it kind of feels like for me if it doesn't fit in that box I I don't want it. you know what I mean like if I can't keep it the way I sort of keep my carpets I I can't it's it's not fair to me it's not fair to the species for me to keep it if that sure. makes sense, you know what sure. I mean? Cause I'm not going to do right by the species. So, yeah. you know, then you make those calls, you know, and I, I've talked to Rob about this multiple times and he's like, nah, man, it's like, sometimes it, you work with the species, you like it. Sometimes you don't, you know, right. It's kind of move on from it, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you hit it on the head perfectly. I think the, the worst you could do in that situation is hang on to the animals to their detriment and yeah, displeasure. Right versus putting them in the hands of somebody who's going to be more focused in that direction that suits them or whatever it ends up being. Right. Like with the white lips and the rings, I was like, listen, if I keep these here, they're going to die. Not because I'm a bad keeper or anything. I just, it's just, it becomes this thing, right? Where you can see yourself going, paying less and less attention to them because it's like dealing with them becomes Yep. A, a chore rather than an enjoyment. Yep. And it's like, you start to think in your brain, like, Oh yeah. man, I got to go clean these. Oh my God. I got to get the bucket and I got to get the, the, the hook and it's going to bite the shit out of me. And I don't really feel like getting bit. I just got yelled at because we don't have no milk during the hurricane. And you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> the last yeah. thing I want to do is get bit in the face by a whatever, you know? So, uh, I don't know, man. So as soon as I start to see myself feeling that way, it's like, no, here, you take these. Acknowledge that, yeah. You take them, take them, take them. Just have them for free. It's they're yours. You know, nobody is holding a gun to our head saying you have to keep snakes in boxes. We we do this because it's supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if it's not, yeah, stop. You know, (laughs) it's like find a better situation for you and the animal. Like you're saying, I've done that with species. for sure, rosy boas were not my thing. Um, mm. You know, I, different than a white lip. They're tiny and they're cool, but they weren't my thing. Right. Um, and I work you know, with them too, and I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a tricky thing because you don't know that until you try. Which you know, now I I feel like I'm able to get that sample 
you know, like the first yeah. couple bites at work. So I don't yeah. have to, I don't have to do it at home, which is nice because it's non-committal. But like most right. people don't have that luxury, and it's like, right, yeah, it, that's where it, it becomes tricky. But right. you know, I agree with what you're saying. You shouldn't just stick with something that you hate right. when it's what you're doing for it, enjoyment in your free time. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I kind of felt like the level of some of the like what I consider. I don't know if the right word is not as hardy, more specific care. Um, you know, certain requirements have to be met or they will die. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like white lips and rings, for instance, yeah. like they need water constantly mm -hmm. or they're going to be dead. And then I thought about it from this standpoint, right? Like, is it fair for, to, to make my wife when I'm, you know, over in Australia for two weeks, like, you know, is it, I, I don't have a problem with her saying, oh, I got to go in and change the water of a carpet python, right? To me, like carpets that I have really, I don't really, I have a couple that are probably iffy, you know, but I, I don't feel like nervous about her doing it, if that makes sense. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I've kind of showed her how to do it. If it needs to be done, she can go and do it, right? But like to ask her to put her hand into a white lip cage or a retic cage or a ring python cage, that probably would not go well. <laughs> yeah. just, you know, and and they're not going to be able to, you know, go without. I'm, I'm, and again, when I say this, I'm I'm not saying that my carpets when I go to Australia don't get water or anything like that. That's not, <laughs> not, not what I'm saying. So let me just be clear before you know I start getting the messages that say the out. What I'm saying is is that I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving for more than a week and leaving those snakes behind. Like think about it. Owen when we go to he has um when Owen goes away with us he has uh what's his name come over uh France Springle. Buddy. Yeah mm -hmm. the other buddy. Mm -hmm. And he um, he takes care of that stuff, you know, because right. the white lips can't go without it. And, you know, you know, Jim ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, our yeah. our ring pythons at the shop, man, if it's not like if they don't have a bowl full of water and the yeah. humidity is not up, they are angry. They're having terrible sheds. Yeah. They are 100%. just, oh, dude, they're so that's a species that like. You gotta love them. I I don't. I <laughs> enjoy that. I, I I enjoy that I get to work with them and that I've learned their behaviors and I'm sure. you know competent with them and I kind of understand them a bit. But other than that, no desire to keep those. I don't yeah. love them. I love the one at GX three that is friendly. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's great. You know what's interesting with them is like when you're pairing them, you have to be careful because they are so sight oriented with movement that like when we're opening the enclosure with them or if we're doing any work, we have to separate them and then put them back together because like if they're just together mm -hmm. and you're doing stuff and the lights are on and they're out and about and somebody moves past and they think there's food opportunity happening, they'll just grab one another. And just, yeah, it ends up being hectic. So yeah. right. they're, uh, they're not the sharpest right. tools in the shed. They have very delicate, thin skin that sheds right. poorly if the humidity or the water availability is the slightest bit off and yeah that yeah. that yeah. that whole type that body type that that sort of uh natural history niche that they fill is very similar to to white lips and that that whole chilobothrus sort of 
you know, it's interesting, interesting group of snakes. Not for me. Yeah, I think ring python. I was having this conversation earlier too. That ring pythons, in my opinion, should be in the same genus, regardless of which one you want to. You know, I'm not here to debate taxonomy or whatever. But to me, with my experience, ring pythons <laughs> and you know white lips are kind of like they should be in the same genus, in my opinion. From from what I've seen, from what I've worked with, they they kind of looks very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they what act is similar. The, uh... The current genus for those guys is it Bothrochilus and Le- Leopython? Leopython. Leopythons for the white lips. And yeah. Bothrochilus, Bothrochilus okay. boa for the the rings, I believe. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Then there was also kind of an well, interesting discussion. Lisa says their heads are different. Ah, uh, well, I disagree, but okay. <laughs> the, I, it's I, just I, a size know. thing. They're they're, com- yeah, they're I, laterally I, compressed. They're flat. Yeah. They're glossy. The the white lips head is just bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there was a. I was just going to say there was kind of that discussion of the phylogenetic tree that Casey Cannon said into the NPR chatter <laughs> yeah, today sort of, about yeah, uh, Aspidites being perhaps more closely related to Bothrochilus and and Le- Leopython. And um, what's your it's thought? An, it's an interesting Aspidites? take. I, there were certain some people were like, no, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I obviously you. I would need to read the paper and see if that phylogeny was, you know, from gene sequencing or what, but like just from looking at morphology, I think that Aspidites faces look a lot more like a ring or a white lip, you know, that really in my opinion, Hmm. you don't think so? Mm -mm. Well, compared to like, compared to what, you know, they don't look like, carpets they don't look like scrubs they don't look like to me aspidites is very unique oh yeah well i'm not saying it's like close but i'm saying if we had to put them next to something that exists (laughs) i guess yeah i don't don't know closest i think that's why they're sort of their own uh yeah it's true they might you know what i mean it's a good point I, I just I don't see the resemblance between ring pythons and aspidites at all, other than they have bands. <laughs> like, uh, oh, know, I, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't mean I don't mean in that way at all. Just kind of the the sense that I guess really all I'm getting at with that is that their heads aren't particularly distinct from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know, I, 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 I got they you. don't have yeah, yeah. big bulldog heads. I don't know. It's interesting. So, yeah, similar to like I, I got gotcha. you again. I, I, I don't want to comment too much on a paper I haven't read, but. Yeah, aspidites are weird. Colubroid. <laughs> Here's the no. Thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, right? What if the what if the scientific you know work is done, and and that is true? You know what I mean? I mean that would just. What do I know, man? I'm, I'm no expert on that shit. I, yeah. I'm just going off of a few animals that I work with. You know, to me, no, when same. I look at a ring python, I see a white lip python. When I see a white lip python, I see a ring python. When I see, um, you know, it's it's kind of like Apodora. Like to me, Apodora doesn't look like anything. They used to be compared all the time to olive yeah. pythons, and I'm like, nothing what are you like. talking about? <laughs> they couldn't be totally. anything close. They're not even any anywhere in the same ballpark. You know? Yeah. Agreed. And then there's that whole that whole tricky one where people will tell you that morphology has way less to do with actual relatedness than sure. yeah. genetics. Yeah. You know, things can look the same and be vastly different. Like 
different green tree pythons or look vastly different and be very related, you know? So yeah, it's, that's what makes it so damn tricky. <laughs> yeah. And the other part of it is right. It's like, we're seeing this snapshot. That's literally like, you know, it's just this moment in time is what's happening. And maybe they're on yeah. their own, you know, divergence, uh, track trajectory and, uh, hundred percent, you know, that's, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, to clarify, I'm not saying I think that blackheads and womas look like ring pythons. I was just saying, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. you're saying, like, when you look at a carpet or something in that vein, scrub, you know, own pelly, very you know, different, they, they, very, their, their head is very, a, a chondro, their head is very distinct totally. from their yeah. neck. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Owen Pelly, I wanted to show this real quick because uh, Darren sent it to me. His, his work on his uh, his cage here with his Owen Pelly cage. It's pretty sharp. Wow, that's cool. That's neat. Little, uh, I like the ledge uh, cave thing. Yeah, man. How cool is that? I hope Very you can get nice. into that that hide box. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't there's know. There's a door. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, is there a door? If not, you should build one. That's build funny. it before the before it dries. Cut yeah. a door. <laughs> that looks oh, badass. That's yeah. cool. That's also, really just cool. the fact that he can have an Owen Pellet. I know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> rub it in. Just the dream. Rub it the in. The dream. Maybe one day. I mean, we got Ruffy, so we'll just goodness. we'll just have to find something else that we can hang over all of Australia's heads that they can't have. Hmm. ring pythons <laughs> there's one you can't say corn snakes because they have established populations of corn snakes over in australia in certain places oh boy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what breaks my heart is but i understand it so like grass is always greener on the other side is when i hear australians go but you guys have ball pythons i'm like shut your damn mouth don't you dare say that right How dare you like god you just went down so many points in my book whoever yeah. you know like i've heard that so many times i'm like Ugh. do you think it's because of the crazy morphs that 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 make them want that or do you think it's because yeah. they actually it's something they can't, can't have, have it, right? i think it's yeah. something they can't have and there's like a yeah. huge freaking multi-billion dollar industry that's like yeah. Like making new flavors of Skittles and everybody's buying them <laughs> off the pyramid scheme. It just doesn't stop. It's crazy. 100%. Snaps for yeah, it is kind of it is kind of crazy that like, you know, I, I remember like what five years ago how people would be talking about that the ball python bubble's gonna burst, but it just seems like it never bursts, man. It's like there's like seven thousand something different combinations on the world of ball pythons. It's like it's a simple formula. You just hype up something else as the fire's burning out on the next thing. You just rotate, rinse, and repeat. Crazy. I do like. I will give the ball python community credit for this. Right? It seems like in the past maybe four or five years. Right? The last time I went to Tinley, I remember that we were sort of me and Rob were walking around the show and I was kind of like looking at these different combinations, which in, in on paper would be like, Oh my God. You know, if it was 2009, you would be like, Oh my God, I can't believe right. that one, right. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine gene, whatever, you know? Right. And, um, you know, it just became like this white 
beige, patternless yep. Yep. thing. And it's just like you've lost everything. And I think I think a lot of like at least like the 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 mainstream or or like say the top breeders of ball pythons sort of took a step back and said, What happens if you just put three together? You yeah. know, and yeah. and then like refined it. I mean, you look at like Jason Gabelka and like guys like that who have like really like really kind of worked and you know like it seems like they don't go more than five because it sort of gets muddy or whatever but it seems like color has come back and you know yeah. pattern has you know all these different things that's uh yeah I think a lot of people are starting to realize that it, it eventually you're just throwing too much together you kind of need to yeah. have a have a focus have a People need to believe that what they're looking at actually has what you say it is, not just like a nine <laughs> topping pizza combo that's just slathered in cheese and you just taste it. It's all that, like this, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, 100%. Yeah. And, and it, it the makes other me thing, so, so depressed when I have to label an animal, a ball python at work, and it's yeah. just like, possibly also this you know there's like five genes and it's like possibly yeah, mojave it's yeah. like god damn it like, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I to me if you can't appreciate the the normal wild type look of a species you shouldn't be keeping the species at all now yeah the problem with that is is 99.9999 percent of ball python people would then be eliminated because none of them appreciate the normal wild type look in fact i've seen yeah random scrolling through like social media that there's like magnets and stickers and shirts and whole campaigns for no normals like <laughs> what like th th that's like literally their thing is to have so many genes in what they're breeding that they never produce normals wow. like that's a goal is no normals i guess you want to know you want to know something that's even more fucking ridiculous is what's that me a carpet python guy, a, a rainbow guy, a nobody, whatever. I produced intentionally a clutch of 100% normals <laughs> for the sake of making nice freaking normals yeah. to sell as nice freaking normals. Because what happens is people get these morphs and they're all fucked up and they're all jacked up and like they get albinos and they don't eat for like eight months because the genes are so broken these bit and people's first experiences with something that's pretty but it's like useless as an animal it's like not there then they get this normal and this thing's like a beast it's huge it's eating it sheds it does everything no problems and it's just like i find it funny like when you know yeah, I, 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 I guess for me, like the normal ball python was the shit to me, right? Because Dude. when I remember there was there was a pet shop that was around the corner from me when I was a kid, and I would go in there and um, uh, the spider in the jag jeans. Did we have that conversation at the beginning of the show, or did we mm -hmm. have that before the show? Neither. Oh wait, talking about jags? Yeah, we we talked a little bit about jags on the show. Oh, it was okay. during. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, during. yeah. I guess I, I have a couple thoughts on that one. I think that like from a breeder standpoint, which let's face it, like a lot of ball Python enthusiasts are coming from that breeders. Yeah, point of view, money. Right? It's basically you're losing money to make a normal. So you want to sort of try to make it so that that's that animal is not going to come into this world to then be neglected and thrown away like it's trash. Right. Which is understandable. I completely right. respect that approach for that reason, because that absolutely does happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 
So there's that part of it, right? But at the same time, you have to wonder, like, why? I guess it's hard for for us coming from, say, the Morelia world, where we, you know, some people don't like morphs, some people like morphs. I think some people that don't like morphs can appreciate the the, the way that morph looks, and they still love the you know variability of say a normal carpet python, and vice versa, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. like I've heard Nick say numerous times, "I'm never gonna make it," but goddamn, that's beautiful snake, you know? <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And it's like <laughs> so you can appreciate that that that's that's a hot snake, you know what Absolutely. I mean? So for sure, I don't know what it is about that. Maybe it's that business mindset. Maybe it's that. Combinate, you know. I think I think the ball python keeper breeder person that's that's doing that is more into being surprised about what comes out of an egg. Sure, you know what I mean. Right. I think that's yeah. their drive in herpetoculture, yeah. as opposed to you know people like that are in the chat or us or whatever that are more driven by natural behavior or they really locked in on this species and like you know you know. Well, I think that it's inherently addicting too. It's it's like yeah. slots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like a slot machine. It's like gambling. It's a mystery mm-hmm. box. Each yes. egg yeah. is like oh, and you gotta <laughs> right. wait, and then when you finally and you have a little them, bit of control too. Yeah. 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 So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, just I felt I felt guilty of it with carpets. You know what I mean? That whole addicted of seeing what's gonna come out of it. But yeah, man, yeah. Right. I just experienced that for the first time the last couple of weeks. So now yeah. I can yeah. can relate. And <laughs> yeah. It's addicting, you know, and there's a place for it. I think what the hobby has failed to do is is made a place for the normals that prevents the those byproduct product animals from being thrown in a box and tossed over a fence at the local zoo, or yeah. you know, yeah. left outside in the cold snow outside of a reptile shop overnight for a weekend. You know, like yeah, there's it, this this the the commoditization of these animals as byproducts, as stepping stones, as money printing machines or whatever yeah. it is, as business entities has, has forced everyone to just completely ignore the byproduct, which we just spoke about reasons why that all makes sense business. I get it, but there is a place for those normals. There are enough people yeah. out there that want them as pets and and I think by having this campaign of no normals and blasting it out there for the average pet keeper to see, you do your species a disservice. I think I think a business can strive to not produce that byproduct if they're not willing to put the legwork in wholesaling those off to pet shops or whatever. But don't mm-hmm. put it out there as no normals, you know, all this stuff, because then you're just saying like this animal is trash. Yeah, yeah This animal exactly. is not trash. This animal is probably healthier and stronger than 90% of what lives in most ball python people's racks because they're all whacked out with broken genes and they hit a thousand grams and they don't remember how to eat all of a sudden. And you know, whatever it is, they swim upside down instead of feeding. Like I don't, these things are not wild animals anymore. They are domesticated, Yeah. but the wild ones, the truly natural wild ones are still something to be, you know, appreciated. I still have one right here i'll open her enclosure yeah i keep her in a tub yeah i'm saying all this stuff appreciate her and i keep her in racks sue me but um no i still (laughs) i i pull open that enclosure and i still go wow you're beautiful you're a clean amazing example of of your species you're beautiful and she stays here because she she has 
a lot of value to me for a number of reasons. And yeah, I did breeder this year for normals for the pet shop and guess that, you know, that there's going to be some kids walking away with their first pet ball pythons. They're going to have a great experience because of that. But I don't know. I think hundred percent. I just, I could go on for days about it, but I just think the whole devaluing of certain species, like intentionally devaluing something like that yeah. is not a, um, a progressive way to move forward with, with the hobby. Yeah. For me, Dr. Richard Ross said it best on, on the Herb history episode is why would you think that you could do better than millions of years of evolution that made the animal look the way it looks? Yeah. And I, I just, I couldn't agree with that statement more as somebody that has creates and appreciates morphs, not more than the wild types. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. Just keep I, that in mind. I mean, they look yeah. like this for a reason. They're not, they weren't printed at the factory to go sell at Toys R Us. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like... exactly. You know, it's funny. I have, I have these like recurring dreams that sometimes like build upon another and this ongoing one that I've been having a lot lately, it involves going down like into a room and it's got a pair of each carpet Python in these nice enclosures, no morphs, just, wild representations of each of them in right. just a nice enclosure and then having an entire room of just Papuan carpets of every single variety and then having a room of just the Papuan pythons and then that's it and I think for me it's hard to accept that reality because I'm still having fun on the path that I'm at but like I think I think we all got to remember we're still what we're keeping isn't the end all you know, it isn't the end of our collection right now. It, you know, it's going to change over time. So I think as I go through the motions of like playing with some of these mutations and playing with morphs and getting that out of my system, so to speak, I think eventually we all kind of come full circle or center ourselves. I see myself, you know, absolutely ending with pop one carpets, pop one pythons, and then like a small representative of all the others. And that's it. It's funny, you know, I remember, you know, when, when I was sort of, really getting into carpet python morphs and i don't think that there was anybody that was as excited about carpet python morphs as like you know like me i'm sinking tons of money into them and like i just can't get enough of them right and um i think i think part of that was was mentally for me for the longest time i got to watch you know, I would listen to reptile radio and these guys are talking about, oh, I bred this and I popped out this amazing thing. And like it was the, the hobby at that point was very morph centered. Right. Very, very morph driven more so than today. At that time, it was like if it's not a morph, you know, which which is kind of led to sort of some of the mindset of today. Right. Is back then. And um, I think it was the whole like, you know, people trying to get rich um you know or um you know thinking that th they're gonna this is gonna be the next big thing that they do and they're super excited about you know uh, oh i'm gonna be able to breed these snakes for a living and and that's all fun and you know everybody had this sort of dream that they were sort of um put out that that this could be you you know um so once carpet morphs came along it's Oh, now we can play in that game because up to that point it was like Jag, Tiger, <laughs> Albino was like a pipe dream. Um, you know, Exanic was like over in Europe, and you know, again, another you know, it's super expensive. And then 
zebra sort of came out and it was like, oh shit, maybe we can do some of this stuff. But you know, um, that comes with a whole host of things because when you're you're coming from a, a ball python mindset like I was at the time, to sort of take that and apply it into the carpet python world, you can't just do it like it's the same because it's not the same. Because if I breed a spider, albino, pinstripe, Mojave, you know, whatever, it's still going to be a ball python. There's going to be no difference. There's going to be no – if you hatch out normal, it's normal. If you hatch out – you know, whatever it's, it's, this is, it's not going to be something else. Whereas right. with carpets, it's a little bit different. So, you know, Nick would, Nick, and anyway, long story short, Nick, as I was hot and heavy in this, this, this whole morph thing, Nick was sort of like, you'll come around <laughs> <laughs> and then I see myself come around. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I appreciate the morphs. I love, there's certain ones that I, I like and certain ones that I appreciate, but don't want to work with necessarily. Right. right. And, um, Jag is probably one of those, like, for, it, I don't know. It's this idea that I had to be like, if you want to be at the top, uh, or you have this idea that you want to, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, what I want to be the best carpet Python breeder I can, that you have to sort of have all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's not really true because, at the same time, I, I didn't learn the lessons that were in front of me, like meaning that you look at like, you know, John Battaglia, who's just focusing on diamond jungle jags, you know, like Martin is a perfect example. He has very selective um, representations of the absolute best stuff you can get. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just telling Rob the other day, I was like, man, you look at his collection and you think that it's huge. Like, I think he has so many snakes and it's just this perception I have from him posting to Facebook where it may be the same animal all the time, but I just don't see it as the same animal, you know, because it's not like he hasn't, I guess he does have names for it, but, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just get this perception that good God, his snake room must be huge when in reality it's the complete opposite, you know? Right. And I don't know. I just find myself driven more towards that. I think that you can do more with the normal carpet Python look and you can sort of make it look the way you want. It just takes work, you know? Yep. And right. I think that the idea that for a little while we had these things where you could just immediate result. And mm -hmm. I don't know, they, they seem to fizzle out because if you look at like a zebra, I mean, any of those incomplete dominant things, like they're, they're great until they're not great until they're old and i'm like what is that mindset that people have that all of a sudden you know something that you love six months ago and now all of a sudden somebody doesn't like it or you don't see it as much on your social media feed or whatever the case would be and somehow it loses value why like why right yeah. you know i don't know yeah 100 percent. yeah well i think I it know. loses value because nobody really valued anything about it except the value right yeah, speculative value. <laughs> yeah. So then, point. when that's not there anymore, <laughs> yeah. that's a but, good point. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I think part of the reason why I am so drawn to brettles and I love brettles is because there are only just that small handful of tweaks you can even do. Yeah, and like hypo is a good hypo looks more like wild brettles than the brettle. <laughs> than the normal brettles like in a weird way <laughs> yeah, it's, so, right? it's kind of like a morph that better replicates the wild for some reason i can't understand right. um 
I don't know. It, it, it polygenics are, are a lot more uh, engaging for me overall anyway, than like you're saying the instant gratification kind of thing. Like I had shouted a ton of stripes, like I was saying, and it's really cool. I'm like, cool. You have a nice stripe. Okay. You know, but it's not the same. It's like, right. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't do anything to make yeah. it have a nice stripe. It just, it, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you need jungles. <laughs> I have them. Yes. Yeah. Now you can start making work for yourself. Make striped jungles. I could try to make them striped. I kind of just, I mean, I've only had the pair for a couple hours, so I'm still very early in my thought process here. A couple hours. <laughs> you should already be introducing them, breeding them, cycling <laughs> them. Well, <laughs> fair enough. But what I was going to say is what I'll probably try to do with the offspring is, is, um, or with the project, I should say. Hopefully there's offspring eventually. I'd love to bring out the tipping more because I think that's freaking gorgeous. I love that. Yeah. And the male has a lot. The female doesn't. But the female is nicer yellows. So bam, mix it together. A bit of bing. Um, yeah, there you go. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, I guess we always have to asterisk. I'm not poo-pooing morphs because everyone will think that I am. And they'll call I me know. a hypocrite because I just made some. Know. <laughs> but that's not my point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, Trust uh, me, I get the same thing. 100. <laughs> like, how could you betray us? <laughs> yeah, it must be worse yeah. for you because I, you know, I'm not betraying anyone. I'm, I'm new. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was first getting into carpets. I, I felt a very, very serious sense of pressure and urgency to have as much diversity and have right. all of them. Yes. Nowadays, I don't feel any pressure that I don't put on myself. Yeah. So that is limited to the the inputs of, you know, our community here. And and the nice thing is, I, I think it's allowed me to really be honest with myself about what I do like. And it's it's just reaffirmed that I'm an absolute carpet nut because yeah. I still want to have all of them, even if it's just a couple or... To be honest, though, like I have, we all have these internal dialogues. Like if I had to get rid of something and I can only keep, you know, you're like, mm -hmm. uh, maybe the, oh, but I have that. No, I couldn't because of that. Yeah. I worked so hard on that, but nobody else says they, I spent so long trying to, and then you just realize, no, nah, I can't get rid of shit. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow, that's where I'm at. As you're trying to I'm get rid too. of stuff, you you add stuff and you're like, you don't think of it because you're not adding the main thing to your collection. Like, you know, you you experience in this, Lucas, right? You you're not yeah. really a jungle person per se, but like well, you got a, you got some well, I'm saying like, you no, know, know. Your, your your thing <laughs> is sort of this, and then you when you add these other things, they're sort of like it's not the same as if you're adding like, you know, a, a new Brettles or a new sure. uh, you know, Walmart or Blackhead, you know, it's, it's, it's ah, they're yeah. just extra. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's true. I mean, I, I guess I've never considered that because I don't think of my, I, I've always thought of myself as the carpet person, like it worked, like people are like, oh, you have a question about carpet python, send them to that one, you know, yeah. but I guess I, you know. The yeah, Aspidites I don't think became my <laughs> became me, which is fine. They right. are my favorite. You actually started that yourself. By I know. The way. I know. Whole making fun of your transformation was literally manifested by you talking know, yeah. about it in front of Owen, which was the second mistake because yeah. Owen was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, here's a bonfire. 
here's some gasoline. Yeah. Well, let me, let me be clear. I'm not unhappy about it. And it's accurate. It's true. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is like, I think that there can be both. Like, what did I say in the chat? It's like Aspidite or carpets is wine. Aspidites is beer. Why can't right. I have both and enjoy right. them? Right. <laughs> and then, and, yeah. and yeah, you're like, who said I can't have both? And Owen's response is the surgeon general. <laughs> <laughs> that witty SOB. I know. It's, oh. it's so funny. But yeah, I mean, uh. all that being said, like I'm, I am 100% fine with all of that. You know, yes. Black heads and women are my favorite thing. That's great. But like, I love carpets too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this this brings up the age old question of like, how do you focus on one thing? Like, there there's two ways of keeping reptiles: focusing on one thing, or just having a smattering. That's it. Yeah. Who? That's a tough one, man. I I for me, I've been through multiple iterations of of that, and mm-hmm. and trying to. I feel very very happy with with where I'm at right now, as far as my collection, I think I'm, you know, for me to your point a minute ago, Riley, where you were saying about like what gets cut. Right. And I think that first step for me was the, the, the best part of the whole thing was getting rid of the Jags. Cause to me, that was an easy cut, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm done with this gene because I don't like what it does. So, this is an easy cut, but then you start getting into other things. You're like, man, I really like this snake. And you know, I re- nipper Reed has been a huge influence on me and like really making me on un- what's me happy. Right. And I think, I think the thing I love about the carpet Python community, Morelia community, NPR community, what, what, however you want to put it, you know, is that although we may not keep what you keep, we can absolutely a hundred percent appreciate the animal and your passion mm-hmm. for that animal. Right. Oh, and if yeah, you're sure. passionate about whatever it is, whether it's a corn snake, a normal ball Python, you know, a uh, six gene carpet <laughs> Python morph, whatever, you know, some kind of crazy albino brettle hybrid inland thing, whatever, you know, false mm-hmm. work cobras, Chinese rat snakes, uh, you know, whatever other crazy rat snakes that Owen keeps Asian rat snakes and all like you can appreciate it all. You might not keep it. You may never want to work with it, but you can get excited about what that other person is doing. And like for me to eventually hone in, because listen, man, it sucks when you say this shit on air over all this time, because it looks like you're just like this flip you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm cool about this. And now I don't like it anymore. Oh, yeah, I love this. And now I don't like it anymore. And oh, yeah, oh, I'm hot and heavy. I think I think it's fine. I think it's like there's some people that they go in and they act like they're all of a sudden the expert on that thing. And it's so, it's so short lived. You didn't even give it a chance to, to like to, to you didn't work with it that long. And now yeah. all of a sudden it's you're on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. I think that's where maybe sometimes you got to take a step back. But for me, <laughs> I've decided that Australian reptiles is sort of my my thing, right? Yeah. So I get a little bit of diversity by being able to add, you know, a couple monitors, a couple geckos, gives it a little bit of a difference. But at the end of the day, carpet pythons will absolutely always be my favorite. Uh, yeah. For sure. Period. Yeah. For sure. You know. That doesn't mean I don't love the other stuff, but it's just they personally for me, that's my favorite. That's what yeah. 
Exactly. Makes, <laughs> makes me want to go into the that's snake. That's what room. I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Except <Right>. blackheads. <laughs> right. It, yeah. And 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 that's the only person it should matter to, right? When I mean, you come yeah. home from work and you're tired and you don't feel like cleaning snake shit or making sure they have water or whatever the case would be, at the end of the day, you want to be able to go into that room and it should be a, a stress reliever, not a stress maker, you know? Yes. And like when you finally get to that point, it's great. <laughs> you know, it's it's just great, you know, because you're not uh, trying to do something that somebody else wants you to do, if that makes sense. I agree with everything, except since Mike said albino scaleless bread lie, I will say I do not appreciate anybody's appreciation of scaleless. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my line, too. I don't get yeah. that whole thing, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have to bite my tongue because, like, every once in a while, like, I'll catch myself ripping on scaleless and, like, our like our good shop friend who, you know, wholesales his corn snakes who works with scaleless stuff a lot will come in and be like, those things look like scrotum snakes with weird warts and they're disgusting little yeah wiener snakes and that's disgusting and he took away the whole thing that made him a reptile and he's standing right there i'm like <laughs> except for yours jeremy yours look great <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i tried so hard to i've tried to do this as much as i possibly can and i know sometimes i say things wrong and it comes across wrong and it's not how it's coming out of my mouth is not how i'm thinking in my brain but like i don't like to knock somebody else's thing to make my thing look better. Yeah. I just want right. you to see my thing. Check it out. Just take a look. Like, look, yeah, man, I dig those, uh, you know, those Asian rat snakes. It's awesome. You know, really cool. But check out this, you know, check out what I got, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't want to say, well, the Chinese rat snakes suck or, you know, <laughs> rhino rat snakes suck or, you know, whatever. Tiger Spilodes suck or, you know, I'm not telling Riley his, uh, you know, whatever. Kribo oh, suck, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, man, <laughs> that's your thing. But, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when they sometimes, shit out the door, out the yeah, glass and yeah. it gets out of the freaking enclosure and seeps onto your floor, sometimes yeah. they suck. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> well, yeah. Eric, I completely agree with you in every instance except for scaleless. <laughs> I I'll take the heat for that. I'm never going to I'm never going to say that that's cool. I mean, look, like I don't know, would you breed a whale that didn't have a layer of blubber? Like that just doesn't make sense. Like I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I everything else good. Just don't get that. It's like you pop out a dog with no legs. You're going to be like new hot thing. It's like, <laughs> Dude, you don't they, even have to walk it. You can roll it. down the <laughs> Dude, they damn near have that. I mean, that people are paying like 20 grand for French bulldogs. These things have to have cesarean sections in order to give birth. They can't even give babies out on their own. They have to have human intervention in order to reproduce successfully. And people are paying five figures for these freaking bat-eared, smush-faced, brachycephalic medical nightmares. It's just unbelievable. That was good words. Uh, yeah, there you go. There were some other words that were floating in my head. I was like, bad, Riley. That's not PC. That's rude. Yeah. That's hateful. That's mean. Don't say that. Good. Yeah. I'm working on it. Also, I have Mike, a foul Mike is, mouth. Mike is funny. Mike's killing me in the comments today. <laughs> Blubberless, Blubberless whale, whale is, is the, the lean, lean option. option. <laughs> <laughs> the impossible whale. Yes, it would sell well in the groceries. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. 
so now we've done all that i really liked the the thing that you wanted to implement eric about giving yeah. somebody kudos every week yeah. and i think yeah, that would be a that. time to bring that let's, in let's let's <laughs> shift into the we'll take our last 14 15 minutes and do that yeah so i'll go first this time since i went last last time and yeah I'll um, go last. i'm gonna say i'm gonna give kudos to dan maliri and interesting is that his shirt riley yeah Perfect timing. My sweat stains because it's Dan, hot in here. Uh, oh yeah, no worries, man. I'm the king of those. But anyway, <laughs> um, Dan had just one of the most awesome podcast appearance of the year, in my opinion, on Animals at Home. Um, oh, I'm halfway through that. I still have to finish that. Pretty dude, good. I yeah. could listen yeah. to him for pretty hours. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's a keeper. Yeah, I just I I loved listening to his his, yeah. stories, his stories, his perspective on importing at large, kind oh, of yeah. YouTube at large. I just thought he knocked it out of the park, and um, it was it was a breath of fresh air to hear what he had to say. So if if you haven't heard that one, go for it and kudos to Dan. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree that. That man, oh, I've spent some some good money with that man. <laughs> <laughs> so have I. <laughs> Hope to keep that up. <laughs> hmm, I didn't think this. I, I'm not prepared. Um, <laughs> I can I can improv. I can improv. Let's see. This is me improving. Uh, good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. I'm not good at improv. Eric, do you want to go next? I think he needs more time. Uh, uh, I glitched. Uh, if you both need more time, I could try to, you know, whip something up. Why do you have a you have a round two that you're going to? Uh... No, but I, you know, I, I, I started this and I put you on the spot. So if well, I need okay. to be a dancing monkey, no, I, I, I'll go. I, I knew who I was going to shout out this oh, week, okay. and it's right. it's not um, not because they were they were sort of on anything, um, but um, I just wanted to give kudos to Nipper Reed. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, he's become in a way we sort of influence each other, I guess. Um, I actually have two. Um, and, uh, I, I think that like his, his approach to reptiles and his, um, way he thinks about things is something that I would strive to be like. And, uh, it's, it's awesome when you can be friends with somebody and they're also an inspiration to you in something that you love and like hmm. even even in like uh you know um the probably over the past month or so i've sort of had well you guys kind of know but like i've had a rough you know month with family members being ill and still having the pressure of doing all the podcasts and you know it just and work and you know snake collection and all the stuff and it just becomes overwhelming to where you know, you're like, oh, why am I even doing this? So, yes, I do have those times of why I why, like, why am I doing this? And I think everybody gets to those mm -hmm. points. Like, Absolutely. It's good to be able to talk to somebody and sort of be able to just sort of have somebody understand. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's. He's God, I can't. He's, you know, I think it, I think the thing is like, you know, like sometimes I get like super, ah, 
like hype about things, you know, not necessarily on a podcast, but just even in life, it's like, you know, and he's like, he's like, he, he's like the type of guy that could like rip your heart out and his heartbeat doesn't go above 80 beats a minute or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I just had to throw uh, a shout out to him because, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's an awesome dude. And my second one is, is that Alan Stevens, man. <laughs> Stevens, <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's he's been messaging all of us for the past a, couple of weeks. That every guy's day. an enabler. That guy is trouble. Yeah, well, I love that here's guy. The, here's the thing that impresses me with him, right? Before not knowing him, and you know, um, before like, yeah, I knew of him, but I didn't necessarily I know too him. close to him. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Baja. The the (laughs) amount of research that he does on the things that he's into Mm. is 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 very cool, man. I I I I love that he's like, like, dude, he takes it to the next level with shit. Like, you know, he's constantly texting me about like, you know, I'll I'll have a question to him about monitors or something, and like, you know, and I don't know if he necessarily comes across this way on the show he sort of did when we had him on NPR where he sort of was like, he's given the opportunity to sort of speak his mind, if you will. You know, it's like when you're the guest, it's different than when you're the host, right. As you guys know. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man, he's just really impressed me. He was like, we were talking about naturalistic cages. He did the thing with that cage from, from, uh, you line where he's yeah. like, you know, always trying to push, husbandry for his animals to the next level and like really thinking about this balance between being a breeder and 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 having a large collection and being able to sort of balance that with making sure that the animals are kept in the best conditions that they can be kept in to me that's sort of uh is it's sort of a positive thing to be in the hobby in my opinion but yeah uh, he, he very much so loves to challenge convention and ask why and understand yes. yeah. why. And I and think it's that's with such a contagious that. energy too. You know, he's yeah. just such a, a, a kind, positive human being. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything half-assed or little. He's like, reptiles, I'm going to get two warehouses and fill it <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I think the thing that really stuck out to me is like, he's talking about, you know, like, cause we were talking about how do you make a naturalistic setup? like look like Australia with that red dirt, you know, and he researched why the dirt is red, you know, all the <laughs> iron he, oxide he comes back with this, like, Oh, I found this thing. And I like, you know, we can, I mixed it into the, the, the mm-hmm. substrate and look what it looks like. And, you know, immediately I'm on Amazon, like, what did he buy? Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> buy it. And my wife's like, what do you got now? What is in this box? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's iron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's to make my dirt red, babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's texting me while he's on his midnight work shifts. I wake up in the morning to like, well, you fucking dirt nerd. What the hell? It's awesome. Though. It's, yeah. the best. it's a it's a really good thing. He isn't into drugs or something because he'd be like 100 percent into drugs and we'd lose him. He's like, like if he was into tattoos, he'd be the guy that's like literally tattooing his toenails just to like complete his whole body. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. How, yeah. So he's he's intense. Um, Stevens, I think I gave you enough. I gave you enough time, Riley. Shame yeah, yeah. So 
Oddly enough, I have two now. Oh, okay. All I right. should be efficient and save one well, for now. Well, now I look like an asshole. But well, so <laughs> well, your so, personality was big enough for two, man. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. That's, you're I all right. Love you're you good. guys. <laughs> I wanted to give uh, a big shout out to um, Todd Dyer, that that dude's a, a one man band who just doesn't ever stop. Um, you know, his business is working for Carrie and he does that seven days a week and he literally never stops and he's flying all over the country doing shows, dealing with it all. And with the collection, much more sizable than most people realize and with no help. And he's, you know, throughout all of it, he's got his own personal life and things. And I just, you know, we, we, we don't keep a, keep in touch all the time, but recently he and I have like sort of been keeping in touch again. And, he hasn't changed, man. He's still, uh, if anything, he's just gotten healthier and better about his approach towards the long term and stuff. And he's just, he's always struck me as somebody I should look forward to every interaction with, every, always look up to and just kind of pay attention to. And, and that hasn't changed in like the seven, eight years. He's kind of been showing me, you know, whatever he tells me and kind of I don't know. I feel very honored to like know him in the way that I do. And I don't know if everybody else gets that opportunity. And and I think, I think he has so much more to offer the reptile world than people know. And I just, I, I think in time we'll see more of that. So I just, I wish him the best. And uh, he's not going to be able to make Anaheim because he's got business stuff working with the animals and shop and stuff, last minute changes, but I respect his decision uh, immensely. And so he's just a good role model and I, I've always looked up to that dude and still do to this day. And, you know, everybody says Carrie and Todd or Carrie or whatever. And like, I'm not saying Carrie's not involved, but it's, it's Todd, you know, at, at the helm. So I just, I will forever be the person saying, don't forget it's Todd. It's Todd <laughs> making sure Todd gets his, his props for sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that to my grave. He's been such a good dude. I can never repay him. And then my second one is, uh, Jacob Bratz, Mr. Bratz. I wanted to on air uh, say that I think it's commendable what he did in taking literally like a full year away from a, a huge podcast that was doing really well in its prime. It still is, but like it was just really taken off and he was taken off and, and he had challenges in his life and he chose to uh refocus his priorities to get his life squared away so that he could come back stronger in reptiles and he's changed his focus. He's rebranded. And, um, I respect him immensely for, for doing that. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of going on. He came back into the scene as I was taking my little reset. And, uh, it was really nice to, to see him come back. It was really inspiring to see him come back and just hear him reinvigorated in his voice on the shows. And yeah. So yeah, those, those are my two Todd Dyer. You're the freaking man and uh, Jacob Bratz. I'm, I'm glad you're still with us in the, in this crazy hobby and I'm stoked to see what he does and what he contributes. And I just hope, yeah, hope, uh, hope it's fun along the way for everyone involved. Heck nice. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll. I'll uh, I'm Audio gonna... group hug. <laughs> yeah. Air I'm five. going to. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to share this with you guys. And. Uh... Did you just air slap me? Maybe. <laughs> Jimison? 
Where is it? Rejected my audio hug. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, why can't I get this to come up? I don't know. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. So came across this uh, every once in a while. I stumble upon videos of things that uh, remind me of... Uh, the war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Ooh. Uh, this was a coastal carpet that we found in the well, Scott Iper found for us in the Boondle wetlands. Nice. Um, Beautiful. Look at that. And that just gives me an appreciation for why I love wild types. <laughs> That thing is yeah. so pretty. Also, is that in like a is that pine tree? Those pine needles? <laughs> Something similar to that, yeah. Interesting. Um, one observation I did make before we uh, sort of hop off here, but um, I gave my diamond pythons perches, and um, I noticed their strength is in their tail immensely increased. Hmm. As opposed to ones that don't have perches. So makes sense, man. Use it or lose it. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't, you know, but like literally like taking my diamond pythons out and handling them from, from when say a a year and a half ago or two years ago or whatever it was where they didn't really have perching Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to now having like a lot of perching that they, they can get up on. Um, and I think it's really because of the see, like how they're wrapping that tail, man. I get like they used and uh, man, what a difference! I don't know. It's just it's just weird. And this is like gave me the appreciation as that carpet kind of disappears into that tree, like it's right there, but you can't really see it. Yeah. And that's why they look the way they look, you know. So that's all I got. Love it. That's <laughs> for awesome. the carpet. That's pretty cool. Locality. Of the week, <laughs> so no, nice. that's awesome. Anyway, cool. so cool. Um, I guess we'll close it out, right? You guys want to see me train an alligator when I was a little greenhorn zookeeper? Yeah, do it. There's <laughs> a 48 second clip, and then we'll close out. Sounds like exactly what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. No. <laughs> Only if the gator wins. <laughs> no, no. I won. Um, wow, look at you. Is that you? Yeah, this is me. Oh, where's uh, that? Those are big shorts. I still have those shorts. Thank you. Well, it wasn't an insult by any means. So what are you target training them? Yeah, I was 22 in that video right there. Oh, yeah. Look at My that. shoe is actually duct taped, too. Um, yeah, she was really good at target training. Even after going through a winter brumation every year, she'd slow down. And then what we got, got her to do is not only just target, but then sit there patiently for a long time. Um, and, uh, (laughs) a lot more afterwards, we got her name recalled and everything. So like I could recall her back into her holding. She would just like walk right into a guillotine door. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, she she was pretty cool. She actually just passed away, I think, earlier this year, um, oh. at like sixty or something like that. So, um, 
maybe 60 something more but yeah anyway that was fun a little blast from the past that was random sorry no very cool <laughs> Ooh, i like that i like that i like it the zookeeper riley <laughs> yeah yeah who knows that that chapter may be dead that 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 part of me might be a history it it seems to come back every couple of years so who yeah. knows <laughs> it's up start, to you man. start our own zoo <laughs> yeah now that's where my head is at yeah let's just do need a big ass building and we all need let's to us move do it yeah together yeah. <laughs> yes no East more uh is. no more uh what do you call it right uh um electronic hugs or whatever you said oh, yeah, cyber yeah. well it was audio <laughs> cyber hugs audio. Uh, cyber this is a podcast was, yeah so. yeah Sorry. I'm giving an audio hug to all our listeners who want one. That's right. There you go. Uh, uh, looks so unhappy. COVID. Well, yeah, an audio hug can be miles yeah. apart. That's right. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, uh, good. All right. Close Let's it out. All right. out of here. <laughs> Carpets and Coffee is part of the NPR network. Be sure to check out all of the pods that are on the network. There's many of them, and you can uh, go and check them out on whatever <laughs> podcast app you choose. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. You can email us at info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you want to support the show, like... Uh, what we do you like what we do and you you want to you want to try to do it so you could subscribe to the youtube channel doesn't cost you anything you can like the videos and share them around drop a comment let us know what you think um you can subscribe to the podcast on uh <laughs> you're just like owen man when i get on a roll you just screw me up fucking <laughs> 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 with me that was so uh, good. It was so smooth. Damn it, uh, Lucas. Oh, son of a bitch. I have said nothing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like the videos, drop a comment, uh, subscribe to the pods on whatever podcast app you choose. Uh, if you want to vote with your dollar, right? I figured I'd use my own, uh, you know, uh, catchphrase Teespring. You can get some swag. Uh, we also have the Patreon where we have two tiers. You can buy us a coffee. And then there's also, which is five bucks. And then there's the inland tier, which I think we're doing the monthly thing sometime over the next couple of days. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, we do a private uh, stream kind of like this, but uh, Owen's with us and, you know, we kind of answer your questions rather than talk about what we want to talk about. So there's that. And then I must throw out us arc. Uh, if you're a reptile keeper of any kind in the U S you should know what they're about and go uh, support them. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Nice. nice. Nailed it. Nice. Smooth until Lucas fucked it up. <laughs> I've done nothing. <laughs> What's that thing? Witch hunt. <laughs> anyway. Um, excellent. That was very good, Eric. Were you reading something? I, no, I have like little bullet points that I always try to like, you know, love it. Have that Cover I, the spread. Love yeah. it. Uh, if you'd like to get into contact with me, you may do so anywhere at Centralian Exotics. That is me. That is make fun that of is my, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but you see, you see, no matter what you do, I cannot be derailed. Oh, okay. I right. am, That's what you I challenge am. accepted, my friend. Yeah, Aww. I could derail you. Watch. Yeah, did he get derailed? derailed? <laughs> did we just derail him? I think we derailed him. He muted himself. <laughs> I muted him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you muted him and I booted him. 
muted and booted. Derailed, my friend. Go ahead. Continue sympathy, along with your sympathy cards <laughs> and condolences can be sent to Centralian Exotics at Gmail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> Right yeah, you, you can find me on all the things Riley's Reptiles and YouTube Riley Jimison, and that's all I got for you. Oh, Lucas didn't do it. He always oh, well, <laughs> usually you say something. <laughs> Lucas has got to do his signature little uh, girly sign off. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there it is. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> it's like banging those. Little- Thank you.